and welcome to episode 16 of My Freelance Life, a podcast from the team here at Milo.co. I'm Preston, and with me, as always, on the air today is my friend, Andy. Hey, Andy. Hey, hey. If you've listened to the show before, you know now that Andy recently quit his job. I guess not so recently anymore. He started working for himself. And this show is a weekly check-in with Andy to see what really happens when you decide to start freelancing full-time. You'll find show notes for this episode at FreelanceLifePodcast.com. And this episode is brought to you by our premium client hunting service, Solid Gigs. When you sign up for Solid Gigs, you'll receive a weekly list of freelance gigs from some of the best companies in the world. We're talking about companies like Dribbble, WordPress, Etsy, Trello, Yelp, BuzzFeed, Fitbit, InVision, plus dozens of small and medium businesses hiring contractors and paying freelancers what they deserve. Instead of wasting hours each week hunting through thousands of online freelance jobs, let our team do the work for you, freeing you up to spend more time doing the work that you love and billing your clients for it. You can learn more about Solid Gigs at solidgigs.com slash Andy, where you can get your first gig list completely free. Again, that's solidgigs.com slash A-N-D-Y. Okay, Andy, let's dive into today's conversation. I'm really excited to hear how things have been going. Um, I know when we jumped off the air, uh, a little bit after we jumped off the air last week, you sent me a text message and said, hey, this really cool thing happened that related to what we talked about last episode. So I'm dying to hear what I've been waiting a whole week to hear from you. Do you want to tell (laughs) us what's going on? Yeah, that was because last week, one of the things we talked about was well, we were talking about rates and how, and you were saying and reminding that a lot of people out there who are hiring freelancers are given a budget by the company they work for. And it doesn't matter to them necessarily how it gets spent. What matters to them is that they get the job done and everything. Right. Yeah. So, and, and my, as a, as a reminder of the ongoing story arc, my wage or my hourly rate is still set at what I set it to which I thought was being really high before I left on the, on the trip. And so okay, it's still so you set there. It back down. You, you raised it really high before your trip no. to Europe and you haven't brought it back. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Partially just because, um, well, cause I want to see what happens actually, but also because I'm not trying to take on a whole ton of new clients as I finish up some other ones, though I still do entertain occasional invitations to interview and whatnot. But, um, so what happened is my my rate's set there and I get a message, an invitation from a client and it's someone that I worked with back in November or December and made something for them and I got an invitation. Oh, how did, I'm trying to think of the actual timeline of how it happened. I think I just got an invitation and they were like, hey, remember this thing you did for us? We just need to make a few changes because the reports that were getting from our software different. So the spreadsheet needs to process it different. Anyway, just a couple small things, whatever. Can you help us make those changes? And I said, yeah, sure. And so I accepted the interview. I didn't, when, whenever you uh, accept an interview on Upwork, you can, it will by default put in your, your default rate, but you can adjust it and such. But I just left mine as is. I accepted the interview and I said, yeah, let's work on this. And the the rate I think is probably double or more than the first time they paid me. And he the the client he just never said anything about it. So it I think it's a case of exactly what you said that before, like 
the hourly rate was fine. And as it is now, double or more, it's still fine. And so he, like, he never said anything of it. He accepted the interview, sent the offer, and now we're cruising on ahead with it. That's incredible, man. And yeah, it's it's a, a testament to the fact that he cares way more about finding the right person to get the job done well than he does about how much it's going to cost, particularly because it's not his money, I'm assuming, right? It sounds like he maybe works for a larger company. It's not like him running yeah. a, a one or two person company. He works for, oh yeah, yeah. He, you know, he has a nine to five job working for someone who gives him a budget and, or, or maybe doesn't even care about the budget. I mean, you'd be shocked. And especially freelancers who like don't spend any time in corporate, a world in a corporate job or whatever they they maybe don't realize exactly what you're saying which is people kind of don't care about the money as long <laughs> as you can solve their problem i mean obviously within reason right but if i had to guess i'd say in another six months you could double the price again and if he needed the solution fixed again he would call you up and at some point he might say something but for now yeah it, it, that's that's amazing that's really really cool yeah. and i think there's a it may not just be the rate in general is not an issue, but exactly what you said that it's, it's just for, for this particular project, maybe um, it's, it's worth it to him because I built the first project and to pay someone else to do it could likely take twice as long. So they could just as easily pay me twice as much and have the same result at the end, probably better result because I'm familiar with what was built the first time. But I think it's also possible that even my, my rate that I'm charging now is not overly absurd to him. And uh, yeah, last time I, when I worked for them, I looked up the company and they did seem to be a fairly sizable company. So I think it's the scenario you're describing. Either he's given a budget that can he can do what he wants with, or perhaps I, maybe he's even higher up in the company and is more in the lines of controlling the budgets. I don't know. But that's that's the scenario from the week. Well, and I don't want to be a, a dooms, doomsdayer or, or, you know, maybe not count our chickens before they're hatched here. But I guess one thing to keep in mind is, you know, once the bill comes through for this second project, he might realize that it wasn't that it was more than he paid before. Maybe he didn't pay attention to it the first time around because he assumed you had the same rate as before or whatever. So it'll be interesting to watch, you know, when you complete the project for him if he says anything, but my guess is it's like what you've said. My guess is he just is fine with the the new rate. So good for you, man. That's awesome. That's great. Thank you. All right. Well, what's, what else, what else has been happening this week? I mean, walk me through uh, what, what you've been working on and how you've been growing your business. I know we talked a couple episodes about a couple episodes ago about um, you trying to like build a brand, um, maybe, maybe sort of turn it into more of a, a brand or a business than just like a single freelancer, at least from, you know, from the outside, not necessarily hiring on tons of more people at this point, but, but maybe naming your business and building a website around that name and that brand to attract more clients. Do you want to walk us through anything that's been happening in that realm? Yeah. I, and there's actually a couple of things I want to uh, talk about and ask you about on this. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, I'm still, and I've been trying to come up with a good name so that I can feel comfortable with it moving forward. Though, in a lot of ways, the main goal of of solidifying a name is so I can get a, a specific domain for my business to have a, a website. And also, I think some of the bigger things are that I want to use it to... Uh, 
separate to compartmentalize my, the work that I'm doing because so much of it is in, is in Google. And I, instead of using my personal address, I want to have a separate address, Uh, a separate address. And also because a lot of the, a lot of the possibilities for what I can help people make. um, Well, just, I'll just, instead of describing it vaguely. So there's this thing called Google app maker and it's a, it's a, it's kind of, well, it, 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 it's kind of like Google app script in that you can use it to make, um, solutions and Google app script is what I do now primarily, but it's a, it's a application builder that allows you to build, um, Gosh, I'm having a hard time describing it. That lets you build things that will be useful for a business or an enterprise organization. So it might by, be like a, like an app that uh, parses a bunch of data and makes it extremely readable or usable in a weekly meeting or something that I have to go to. Like, is that is that sure, something you sure. can use it for? Or or you can like have it be uh, it's your database of all your employees, and you build using this this app maker the interface to. For your HR to, department or um, something. To query those and to assign them to things and whatever. So it's basically a way of just making app building and software building more accessible by giving you like a, a platform to build it on. Maybe it's like, and this is, it's not quite this simple from what I understand, but maybe it's like using a WYSIWYG editor for a, a website. But instead of building a website, you're building an application see. to okay. interface with your data and everything. Anyway, so... What basically what it is, is it seems like it could be a really cool thing. And I've already had people ask about it in, in job stuff. So, but to get it, to get access to it, cause it's either beta or something beta esque and to get access to it, you have to have a G suite account. So a paid, like of your own branded domain Gmail account um, or Google account. And so I would love to get access to this so that I can learn it myself and then in turn help other people build things. So that's another reason why I want to get one of get just settle on a name is so I can get my G Suite account going to keep my work separate from my personal account and also so I can have access to these sorts of things as they come down. So, uh, I've been I I told you last time and that I was looking at a well I don't think we talked about it on air but I was looking at a .io domain name yeah I think we talked about that and, after last episode so we may need to catch people up yeah, yeah. so I, I'm trying to I've been asking a few people and I'm getting mixed reactions on it um, some people love it some people think maybe it's a little too um, mi- not misunderstood but not well known enough to be recognizable mm, yeah either to be recognizable on site as oh that's a that's a website I could go visit or some people have said that um, when they see a brand that does not have a .com, then they kind of assume that it's not very well established. Right. And so I'm, I'm trying to, it, the tough thing is, was once I came up with my name and found the .com wasn't available, but the IO was, I, I really loved it. I'm stuck on it. And I like my brainstorming stopped at that point. And partially because I had spent more time thinking about the new name, but I've found it hard to go back to brainstorming because I have this name in my head that I love, but it has some compromises. So that's where I'm at with all that. 
It's interesting how anything that's not a .com is sort of seen as like an off-name brand <laughs> for a website. But I, I will say, you know, I, we talked about this a little bit off the air, but but I think it could, could be valuable for listeners that, who are maybe coming up with um, a, a brand name for their particular freelance business. Especially, hopefully we have a lot of listeners kind of in the early days, you know, following your journey. I, I think it can be easy to get hung up on this kind of thing when it may not make that big of a difference and or it could be changed later on if if really it was a major problem. And also, you know, we, I guess, well, I guess the point of that to, to sort of round that out is, um, and when I say you, I don't mean you, Andy, I just sort of mean generally everybody, you can't let uh, something like this hang you up for too long, right? So many people get yeah, caught up yeah. in, uh, in your business name and your logo and your website design and all of this stuff before they ever start making any money. Now it's a little different in your situation, Andy. So I applaud you for that. You know, you've, you've obviously focused on building your Upwork profile, getting actual clients, bringing revenue in the door and that kind of thing. But so many people sort of daydream about a business and they do all of this. They design business cards and they, all of these things that really don't matter maybe as much as you think they do early on. Uh, a name is probably more important than a business card or a logo, I'd say. It's a little harder to change a name and a URL. But uh, but really, I guess the moral of the story for me is like you can't let it stop you from moving forward and actually building a business. You know what I mean? So I, I, I guess I'd applaud you for maybe doing that in the right order. I think it's it's probably time for you to put some serious thought into that. And I think it's great you've put some thought into that. I, I would also say, and I said this off the air last time, it depends a lot on your audience. Like there are plenty of people like you and I who a yeah. .io is no big deal. Like I'll, I'll go to a .io and use their service and it can be as legit as anybody else. But, you know, my dad, who is mildly tech savvy, but he's not nearly like we are, uh, he might second guess at .io. He might not even know, like it might take a second. You might need someone, like you said, to say, oh, this is a URL. <laughs> you type that in. It's like a .com. Yeah, exactly. Right? And so it depends. You know, if you're mostly handing out business cards to people like my dad, well, then that could be a problem. But if you're mostly uh, de- relying on search from people like me, well, then you'll be fine. So it, it all kind of depends on who your audience is, I'd say, in when considering your name and also your, your domain extension. Yeah, I think I've I've come to terms with the the recognizing it as a domain because I was thinking about it and I thought anytime somebody sees this, it's probably almost all of the time it will be on the web and so it will be visibly clickable. Like it will just naturally register as a link or they won't even see it as a link, they'll just see the name. And the only other time would be potentially like on a business card in which case there would be the name but right by it, it would say, it would have my email address, Andy at blah, 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 blah. And then that's obviously as well a domain. So I, I feel comfortable with that. The only thing remaining now is whether or not it looks like less, um, not trustworthy, but less, less yeah, established. Less and I, yeah. I, feel like it, I feel like it's fine. There's some brands that are like specifically they're like very much tied to a .io name and and it's just who they are it's almost like it it's part of the brand name and to me it's definitely becoming more 
acceptable. But like you said, that's only, that's in my world. And I, I have to be considerate of what um, my clients might think. And again, maybe this is, is spending too much time thinking about this aspect. Probably in the end, if I picked it, then I won't make, it won't make a huge difference. Maybe no, no difference at all moving forward. But I think it's just, I want to do just a little more like due diligence, brainstorm a little more, see if I can come up with something else that I feel is good about. But this one just has, has really stuck with me. So. No, I think, I think just to be 100% clear, I think you've done it in the right order. You know what I mean? I think you've maybe gone without long enough and now you're deciding to focus on this. And, and that makes sense to me to give it a little bit more due diligence, a little bit more thought and a little bit more time. I just, I think so many people get hung up on it in the early stages before they even really have a business rolling and, and it can really stop people. It, it keeps people in the daydream entrepreneur phase where they hate their desk job and all they want to do is, start their own business, but they get hung up on designing their business card or coming up with a name. So I think you've done it in the right order here. It'll be, uh, it'll be good to hear. Hopefully we can reveal what the name is eventually. Once you actually have the domain you want, we can reveal that here on the show. Um, and we can talk a little bit more about how you, big conspicuous <laughs> yes. we can talk a little bit more about how you came up with the name and that kind of thing. I think one, one final consideration maybe for listeners who are deciding on a name and particularly a domain is that .io, you know, will people remember that it's a .io or will they naturally remember that it's think that it's a .com? You know, if you don't have the luxury of giving them a business card or giving them something with it typed on it or written on it, will they? If you just say, you know, I'm I'm you know andysbusiness.io, will they then go home and type in andysbusiness.com uh, and and where you don't have control over the .com? you know, might the person who owns it turn it into something one day? It all is a little bit up in the air, but I, I'm really interested to hear, you know, maybe next week or in a few weeks, whenever you ultimately decide what to do, how that goes and, and how you find it after, you know, months of giving it to people and that sort of thing. So that'll be a fun journey to watch. Yeah. And that's a couple of things on that is the dot com is, is not available. I emailed the person who owns it after doing some, some research to find it. Um, and some like back research on the domain, uh, cause the domain was used like back in the nineties, I think. And I went in the, uh, the internet archive, the way back machine and have you used that before? Yeah, it's fun. And I went back and so it hasn't had something there for at least at the, at the main domain, at the root domain that hasn't had anything there for years and years and years, but like back in the nineties, it was this rad old site, like that looks exactly <laughs> like you think. It had like this fluorescent bitmappy logo, and and it was like a, it, yeah, it was just like this this old this rad old website. And uh, the person that owns it now has an email at that at that address, and I think it's just a semi valuable domain. Cause it's a, it's relatively short. It's easy to understand words and all this. And, and he wants to hold on to it. He said he wasn't interested in selling, but he was very quick to reply, which was awesome. You often don't get that with domain uh, requests. Yeah, but, really. Um, anyway, so th- I'm, I'm hoping that what you said there, if I give someone the name, they go home and type it in with .com, they'll go to something that doesn't exist really. And, then maybe they'll Google it. And in that case, um, there aren't that many instances of it. So I think it might be easy for me to rise to the top on the search results. And 
And I, I've even thought about the idea of since, since the guy isn't actually hosting anything on the page, if I, if he were to keep his email, but I offer to host just a single page on his site that just has a line that says, Oh, were you looking for Andy's business.io? And then they can click over to that. It, it's a, it's a far-fetched idea, but yeah, or possible, and, or and even like a on. redirect. You could even you could even pay him. Basically, you could lease that space. From yeah, him, you know, offer him whatever X dollars a month to redirect the .dot com to your .dot io too. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea, and it might be worth it. You know, for both of us yeah. in that case, and it, you never know if he's going to turn it into something else. But I've watched it by scrolling through its its history on the web and it hasn't done anything for a long time. And I don't think its previous uses are going to be necessarily resurrected because it's a bit um, out, outdated perhaps. Maybe not, but mm. anyway. So that's where I stand now, obviously being conspicuously not mentioning the actual name. <laughs> Maybe that's <laughs> me being, I don't know, uh, superstitious or whatever. But... Yeah, so I'm trying to figure that out. I actually have another question on this. Yeah, shoot. So I've been, oh yeah, so I'm not entirely as innocent as you made it sound. Well, partially because I haven't maybe spent all this time in the months leading up to this, but now that I've like been thinking about names and everything, and especially once I hit on this name, it's been really hard to not just start doing exactly what you said. Like I've gone to little business card designer websites and I've started laying things out with this business name and I've started like sketching out logo (laughs) ideas and all this. And so, I mean, yes, I haven't done this before now, but now that I'm in it, like I'm definitely focusing a lot on that and it's really fun and it's hard to not go overboard, which that's part of the reason why I love this name so much is because as soon as I thought of it, like these ideas just come flowing in like crazy. And Anyway, but I've been thinking about eventually, and this is regardless of the name, when I get my website going, I've thought about how I should talk about the people at the company because right now it's me. And I wondered, is it is it okay to just have me? Should I have it co- like a section about the team and it's just me? Or should <laughs> I say about me? Or do I want it to not look like a, a website about Andy, but a website about just a... a uh, non-specific amount of people company. And then I thought, and this is where the question comes in. I thought maybe I should have, I should have the team and I can talk to a couple people I know who do work that's complementary to what I do um, and see if they'd be willing to be on the page as part of the team, but not just as a place filler, but like legitimately, if I get requests that are things outside of my skill set, then I can pass the work on to them. And then I was thinking, if that actually happens though, like, do I want to worry about, do I want to become a, a manager? Do I want to have to start worrying about payroll or do I want, should I just leave it me and, and just do what I've been doing? So what, what are your thoughts on That's, that? Those are a lot of great questions. I would, I would say my, my primary answer to all of it would be to not let uh, your website uh, dictate your business model. You know, don't, don't, the, the, yeah, the fact that you feel like you need an about me or an about us page, don't let 
going down that rabbit hole so far dictate how you build your business instead build your business the way you want to if you want to work with other freelancers and build sort of a collective you know i know plenty of people who have done that and done it successfully and they enjoy it um if you want to build something like that then then you design your website around the business that you want to build alternately it could be a productized uh you know sort of service and if you're not familiar with productized Mm -hmm. you you know either you andy or the listeners um there's a great podcast and website by brian castle who um who talks all about productizing service businesses uh it's i think it's just called the productized podcast and anyway uh, you i mean you could do it that way as well where you are hiring people but but they're not necessarily on like your about us page i think though i think though to, to i digress a bit there uh the my biggest piece of advice would be build your business model and then design your website to match what you want your business to do. And I don't think there's anything wrong with just being one person, but having a, a, a name that's not Andy, you know what I mean? Um, and just saying uh, even about, even about, you know, you say about Andy's business, we're, we're obviously placeholding that this episode, but, but you say about, and then your company name, people click on it and then you say i'm you know i'm the primary guy and i you know if i need help from other people i'll reach out but i i can take care of most of your needs i I know plenty of freelancers that do that they're still just a one person freelance shop but they do it under a brand name of sorts it does provide the flexibility later to branch out to hire a team but again coming back to that Mm -hmm. primary advice i'd say don't build your business model around what your website needs build your website around what your business model needs that's that is very good advice, very succinctly put. And yeah, it's a, it's an obvious answer now that it you does, say it. it and, and I don't, I don't think that makes the question any less valid. You know what I mean? I, I, um, I think it was an extremely good question and a question lots of people probably are asking themselves because there's this weird, there's this weird, you know, I'm an, in, I'm one individual person, but I might be more later, but I might not. And, but I want a web presence, but I don't want it just to be Andy.com. So you know, like, what, what do I do? And I, and we've had people ask these kinds of questions all the time. Do I use we, do I use I, do I, do I name it after myself? Do I name it something else? Do I have an about us or an about me or not an about page at all? Or there's so very, very legitimate questions. I, I don't know if I necessarily have all the answers. We'd love to hear from you listeners. Um, if you want to send us a tweet at Milo team, or you can write us an email at shows at M I L L O.co. If we get some good answers there, we can read them on the air and, and in a, in a future episode. Um, we'd love to hear what you think about the, you know, us versus me versus I versus we all of that, all that sort of thing. And then how to handle that on your website as well, particularly if you're early, an early stage freelancer, like, like Andy. So Thank you for that. Those are those are good tips and thoughts, and I I'm gonna keep working on this this idea and let it brew in my mind. But like I said, I'm gonna keep trying to find some other names. But it's honestly hard because when I go back to the, I realize how difficult it was to find a good one to begin with, and I might end up going with this. But I'm also already okay with it. I'm, if I had to stop right now, I could pick that name and be totally fine with it, but I'll do some more thinking on it and then I'll, you know, update in the future. And when, when people find out what it is and when they go there and when they see my, my logo work, and since probably many of the <laughs> listeners are, are designers, they're going to be like, what the heck is this? <laughs> 
And it, so maybe I need to, I'll, I'll eventually, if I need to upgrade and maybe I can find someone from the there pool of listeners. There you go. Yeah. Me. Plenty of web designers too in the group. Um, yeah. Lots of talented designers in the group for sure. So that it is a, it is a fun uh, dichotomy here between, you know, you're, you're one of the few freelancers <laughs> that I know that uh, aren't in what, what typically you would call a creative business. Obviously you do creative problem solving and that sort of thing. But you know, most, most people I know are writers, designers, uh, you know, marketers, uh, that sort of thing. So it's, uh, it's been fun chatting with you. I think maybe this is a natural, maybe stopping point for this episode and we can pick up more thoughts on progress you've made in freelancing in general, but also on naming your business and getting your website up and running and that sort of thing in upcoming episodes. Does that sound all right? That sounds great. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, thanks so much for chatting today. Definitely. Thank you for, thanks for having me. I feel like I've never said that, but that's like a, a classic thing to say. Thanks for having me on the air. <laughs> that is a classic. Well, yeah, I mean, you, no, you, by all means, it's, it's your show. It's, it's your freelance <laughs> life, Andy, not my freelance life. So thank oh, you yeah. for having Anytime. me. Please come back. <laughs> As a rem- <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be back soon. I'd love to be on your show anytime. Yeah. Um, as a reminder to the listeners show notes for this episode can be found at freelancelifepodcast.com and just one last time I wanted to remind everybody that we have recently in the last you know in the last few months launched our premium client hunting service called solid gigs when you sign up for solid gigs you receive a weekly list of freelance gigs from us our team goes out hunts some of the most uh frequented and highest quality uh freelance job boards and gig lists from around the web we hunt them all almost a hundred of them and we post all the very best freelance gigs for designers writers marketers developers all in one weekly gig list that we send right to your inbox every monday it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, lots of users so far, and we're hearing wonderful things from them. Instead of wasting hours each week hunting through thousands of those jobs, we'll just do it for you. And you can learn more about it at solidgigs.com. If you visit solidgigs.com slash Andy, A-N-D-Y, uh, you can get your first gig list 100% free. Again, that's solidgigs.com slash Andy. All right. Thanks so much. Um, My Freelance Life is a production of Milo.co. You can learn more about us and listen to our other podcasts at M-I-L-L-O.co. The show was edited by Danny Gilman at echopodmedia.com. The theme music for this show is a song by Joaquin Carud called Road Trip. And we will talk to you next time on episode 17 of My Freelance Life. We'll see you later.